up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault, look at some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Pete. Pete, good to see you this evening. Hey Derek, I got my Guardian shirt on. I'm ready to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. And we have Steve this week. Steve. Hi, Dooners. Yes. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. And that way you'll make sure you'll never miss any of the episodes. We've got a couple fun episodes coming up. So, um... This week, as Pete says, we are looking at Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, probably the ultimate daddy issue movie. <laughs> There's a lot of daddy issues. Uh, Marvel I mean, loves their daddy issues for sure. But this is all daddy issues. It's almost entirely daddy issues, this this movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um Movie came out in 17? I think so, yeah. Uh, 2017. Basically, the subplot is that Rocket steals some batteries from a bunch of Bond girls. Um, <laughs> the the essentials or... No, sen- they're the... Sentinels? Anyway, yeah. they're all painted gold. And they only attack with like video game computers with with drones, essentially. Rocket steals some batteries from them. So they're chasing the Guardians. And then um, anyway, then crash. They crash after uh, Kurt Russell comes and saves them. And we find out that Kurt Russell is a sovereign. They're called the sovereign. Sovereign. Okay. Is not quite a celestial because we've had those and those are different in the in Guardian in Marvel. But essentially, he's a god Mm -hmm. um, who we find out had a affair with um, Peter's mom. Peter, right? Peter. Yeah. Peter's mom. And Peter is his son. Um, to make a long story short, too late, I know. Um, they he needs this power from Peter to help basically take over the entire universe and turn the universe all into a part of him. And um, the guy from Blue Man Group has come come out after after getting yelled at by Rocky. And um, 
Rocket. No, Rocky. Balboa. Oh, Rocky. Yes, he does Rocky get yelled Balboa. at by Rocky. Yeah. Yes, Rocky Balboa was there. Um, and ultimately he comes and saves him and talks. There's a line, you know, anyone can be a dad, but it takes a lot of work to be a daddy. Right. Or I may not be your father, but I'm your daddy. Right. In other words, he's the one that raised him because he knew what ego, which I mean, I know Stanley likes obvious names, but someone who's so self-absorbed with themselves, they call themselves ego. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he ends up ultimately they kill, they destroy ego and they get away from the uh, um, the gold people and uh, blue man dude ends up saving Peter by blasting him into space. So that's the movie. So I'm going to start with Pete on this one. What rocked about Guardians 2? So again, it, to me, it comes down to the humor. I, I don't know what it is about what, Jane, uh, what uh, James Gunn writes or whatever, but it's just right in my wheelhouse of humor. I find this movie um, maybe not as funny as the first movie, but there's a lot of things in it. That's just the, the juxtaposition of the music and the, and the action in the movie and everything like that. Sometimes is my, my favorite scene is in the movie is um, so the blue guy Yandu uh, there's like a little subplot where he gets, there's a mutiny on his ship and uh, Rocket and Groot help him uh, get his uh, his magic arrow back or whatever. <laughs> no, one ever, no one ever explains exactly how that works. But um, he uh, like he ends up like walking through the ship and then killing all the mutineers into in this one sequence with all these with this uh, really just kind of like mellow song. I forget the song, but like uh, that and they're all like falling from the gauntlets and everything. They're just all, everybody's dying and it's, I don't know. It's just so ridiculous and funny. I just, those, those type of things just make me laugh so much. And the, the stuff with Groot, baby Groot and everything. I just find it very, this, this show, this movie, very funny. I also find it pretty heartfelt. I find the, the, you know, the, the family group that the guardians have kind of formed with themselves. I think, you know, in the, in the, at the end of the movie, um, I won't say I cried or anything, but it was a little, little bit emotional. I was verklempt, uh, at the end when, uh, when Yandu died and they had his funeral and everything like that. So I think, um, and I think for the most part, the music continued to work. I don't think it was quite as good as the first movie, but I, I like the, um, what did I say last time? The didactic, didactic, is that what it is? When, when the, when the music is actually occurring in the movie, that's, you know, what they do with that music. Um, I get a kick out of that. So um, those are things I like. Um, and I, I really like rocket. So what about you, uh, Steve? What do you think? I have to agree. The music, love the music. I love the humor. Um, to me, basically Groot reminds me of working with sixth graders, of <laughs> having to repeat the directions over and over and over, and I'm still not getting it. So that always cracks me up. Um, I love the humor. One of my favorite lines is, look, I'm Mary Poppins. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love that line. Um, like you, I think it does really well with the message of of sort of that chosen family thing. I really like that message. Um, yeah, I'd say that um, I loved the um, introducing the character of Mantis. She's one of my favorite. I guess love that sort of humor that she plays off with Drax. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good comedy du- duel. Um, I'd say that. I mean, a lot of things you said I'd match up with. Um, Derek, what would you say? Um, for me, for the most part, the humor worked. Um, I actually thought it had more funny moments than the first one. Um, just because it, but I also think they tried a whole lot harder to have funny moments in this one. Does that make sense? So the the jokes were, the jokes were all intentional in this one. And yes, I know in a script, they're always all intentional, but it was a, look, we're making a joke. Okay. Now let's go keep going. Okay. Look, we're making a joke. Right. Now let's keep going. Which I don't normally they, like. They were they were more jokey jokes. They were than joke the, jokes, than, not not yes. humor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Baby Groot was great. Um I would agree with you, Steve, and I would say it's not necessarily sixth graders, I wouldn't even say freshmen. Um, especially the do this right here. That button? No, no, no. <laughs> Push that button right there. That button? <laughs> so yeah that's not just um that's not just sixth graders that's well that can be as peak i'm sure i can pile on that can be just about anybody right <laughs> um so yeah the humor worked um yeah that's that's honestly probably what i thought worked the best now Direct from a incredibly hot car somewhere in Arkansas, we've got actually Kate's coming on and joining us. Kate, hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're in Arkansas now, Kate. Oh my goodness, I am in Arkansas. I am sitting in my car. They gave me a pickup truck, which I've never driven as a <laughs> rental car, and I'm sitting in a garage parking garage in Fayetteville, Arkansas at the University of Arkansas where I just literally got off stage about 15 minutes ago and ran to my car so that I could try to be on here to talk about Guardians. Oh, uh, so, um, love you Kate that you came on. Yes. <laughs> so, uh So we're on, we're in the what did you like what you like about the movie? Okay. Yeah. Um in my opinion, this is the best of the Guardians movies. Um to me Baby Groot, while I enjoyed Guardians 1, Baby Groot makes this movie because of all the things you all just said. Um, I personally, so I don't know if I've ever told you all, Mantis is my favorite superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I love Mantis so much, and this is one of the first times we see Mantis. Um, I, I just love this movie. Now, I will be honest, this movie, I'm biased toward this movie because uh, this was the movie, because of this movie, I was introduced to my husband because he was very good friends with Star-Lord at Disney and I was friends with Baby Groot, who was a little puppet. Um, And it is hard for me sometimes to listen to the soundtrack of this movie because it was the background music of where we did our meet and greets. So like... I get very 
like sad <laughs> when I hear some of the music because I miss that location. Um, but coming from the movie, I loved this movie. I think it, the the comedy is great. It has some drama. It's got some action. Um, but I think Baby Groot steals it. So, but I'm also biased. So that's me. I love this movie. Mm. Baby awesome. Baby Groot definitely steals his scenes. Yes, that. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Okay. Sorry, guys. So now the question yes. is now the question is what should have been what should just be left on the zone? What should not have been a part of this movie? Steve, I had to go for you on this one. I had a zoom. Um, I know you had a yeah. As I said, <laughs> I I felt they pushed too far on Drax's like humor. Like I felt like like you said it was getting too jokey joke. I felt at parts. Um, I felt better when it was that sort of low, more key nudge nudge. He's taking everything very um literal. Um, I also felt some parts of there was just too many B parts, them all being separated. I think they do really well when they're together as a group. Some of the subplots worked really well. I felt like Rocket's little subplot on his own worked really well with him and Groot. Um, I didn't really care for the Gamora and Nebula sort of subplot. I felt like really... um, Too many daddy issues. Yes. Um, I know it all tied together when, when once you realize what's going on, they all tie together, but I feel like it was just too many subplots. That would be my biggest criticism for it. So yeah, the Drax things and the subplots. Kate, what would you say? So uh, I agree 100%. That's what I was going to chime in with was there was a lot of sub-stories. There was a lot of like, oh, okay, so then this is happening. And you're right, it does kind of all string together and we have to have all of those sub-stories to make um, Infinity War and Endgame make sense, like to make some of it make sense. Um, I, and this is kind of just how I feel about the Guardians movies in general. I understand that Peter Quill and Gamora like end up together, like I get it, whatever, but just pushing that romantic agenda, I don't like the word agenda, pushing that romantic storyline. It, it just, it gets old to me. It's not that I don't like them together, but the whole him pining after her, her being like, mm, I don't know. Like, it just gets old. So uh, that's partly why. And like, I, I totally agree, Steve, with the Drax that sometimes it's like, okay, we're beating a dead horse here. But I feel like what makes this movie great are the sub characters, aren't the main characters. It's the, it's the supporting characters that make this movie what it is, as opposed to movies like Black Panther, where T'Challa, like, like he is that movie. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of another right. Captain Marvel. America. Yeah, where like yeah. they are that movie, whereas Guardians, it's the it's the supporting characters that make it that make it good does that make sense no because because like watching this movie like i've seen the first guardians movie a ton of times this was really only the second time i've sat through this and through the movie all the way through Mm -hmm. like you can tell that james gunn loves rocket yeah Like, like even even 
though the third movie is much more rocket central than this movie is, he really, you can tell there's an affection for that character. There's an affection for Groot. There's an affection for Yondu that maybe isn't there for, I mean, Peter Quill's, well, I mean, we're going to get to it, but Peter Quill's kind of bland in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's a really good way to put it. Um, I still prefer this. I think, like I said, to the other two guardians movies, but um, it just feels, I mean, Chris Pratt's great, but he does feel very vanilla. He feels like you're a typical white frat boy. Like yeah. that's, that's what he feels like to me. Um, whereas you have Mantis, you have Drax, you have the guy that I can't remember, not Yondu, but Yondu's. Craglin. Craglin. Thank you. Um, Rocket is not my favorite. I, I just don't. I've never really been able to get on board with Rocket's humor. Um, I'm much more of a Drax humor. But anyway, Derek, what do you think? Actually, I'm going to throw it to Pete. Give him a shot first. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to... I agree with what both Steve and and Kate said. um, But my biggest issue with this movie is I don't think Ego is a particularly interesting villain. Like, you know from minute one, he's going to be the bad guy. Like, like you can tell these stories and everything like this, but like sitting watching the movie, you know, he's going to be the, and this isn't Kurt Russell's fault, but I'm just saying like, it's not an interesting, to me, he's not an interesting villain. And yes, it's good that Peter gets that story, like why he survived the infinity stone in the first movie or whatever. But I just, I just don't find, I, I think the fact that ego is not that interesting kind of makes all the part I shouldn't say that but like I don't know he's just like like as the movie goes on to me it becomes less interesting like I I enjoy the first act before he shows up probably the best and um so that's my that's my feeling on it it's just not a not a great villain I don't think so what do you think Derek um First, I will say this was probably the, some of the most marvelly first twenty minutes of any of them, because the first twenty in the first twenty minutes there's two big fight scenes. Yeah, that's fair. And no plot yet, other than <laughs> yeah. to steal the batteries. But you knew that wasn't going to be the main plot. But right. you didn't like Baby Groot's dances. But like the fact, no, 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 no. They, the fact they start the movie with a with a big battle scene <laughs> and they focus it in completely in one shot, mind you completely on baby Groot dancing versus and like chasing these little lizard people as opposed to the fight. I think that, I think that that part is brilliant. The, the space battle battle, not so much, but also I don't know if you boys picked up on it or not, but Mr. Blue Sky is the song that was playing during this. And that is what Casey and I walked in our reception. We walked mm-hmm. into Mr. Blue Sky. Yep. Sorry, Derek, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think Pete kind of touched on this with Ego not being a particularly interesting villain. Not much happens in this movie. No. Not much. I mean, nothing, nothing other than, yes, I know what happened. I know who my dad is. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Oh, and and we meet Mantis. Fine. And we figure out, okay, there, you know, there's something unspoken. But it's not much happy. It's a boring movie, guys. It's a boring two and a half hour or two fifteen or whatever it is. Just 
I Derek, where would this rank? So we've watched a few more movies. I would like for you to make a ranking of your Marvel movie in order of like to not like. Um, but we got to watch a couple more first. Okay. Uh, I will tell you right now, this is behind the first Guardians for me, definitely. Um, definitely. Really? Yes. That's surprising. Yeah, it, I it, thought you would like it. It is for me. It is for me too, but I gave the first one really? five. So, yeah. Same so. here. The first one rings right. higher. Whatever, y'all. That's fine. What did, <laughs> I rank, what did I rank the first Guardians at, Derek? Um, I will take a look at that while we are going on to this next question. Okay. Now, According to Drax, there are people who dance and people who do not dance. In one of the largest gimme answers for any question I have ever asked on this show, <laughs> Kate, do you dance or do you not dance? Do you really need to ask that of me? Look at how my hair is curled right now. Y'all should see my shoes. Let me see if I can show you all my shoes. My shoes are so sparkly. Obviously, I dance. Always. Yeah. As, as I said, I don't think anyone here is shocked that that's the answer. I kind of like, I'm, I'm in my brain. I'm like, I wonder how these boys are going to answer. Okay. No, let's go with that. How do you think we're going to answer? Uh, Derek is not going to dance. Pete is going to dance and Steve is going to dance. Well, I will tell her the first one is correct. I, I am not a dancer. I do not dance. I do not go to dances. I do not like watching dances. I do not Your like... Your wife would dance with me. Not as much as you'd think. If I asked her to, she would. I mean, she and I will dance like if it's her and I, but just as far as just dancing, no, uh, uh-uh. no, and yes, that's a literal and a metaphorical way. Is uh, she's more of a dancer than I am, but I'm very controlled with my emotions, very reserved with my emotions. So, Mr. West, especially well, especially to people I don't know. So, there's that. Pete, dance or don't dance? Um, my wife would definitely say I am not a dancer, but I think like I think I think when the when the when the rhythm moves me, I will dance, but I'm more of a like this kind of dancer as opposed to like formal dancer. Doing the doing the white man overbike. Yeah, like yeah, you know, just kind of like doing the robot and things like that. You know, make making. I make saw you at my wedding reception busting a move, sir. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do that because my, my wife wants me to like dance for like three hours straight, and and like waltz and things like that. And yeah, I'm, I'm not that dancer, but like feeling the groove and like doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I would say I'm a dancer. So. By the definition of the movie. What about you, Steve? I have no rhythm. So, but I that will. Is, that's not I, needed. I will be a seat. I tend to be a seat dancer. But get out on the floor. Like, Derek, usually not me. But I'm, if certain people can get me, go ahead and dance. But it's not very good. But I'm more of a seat dancer. That's fair. That's fair. I believe I was three for three. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's like I know my brothers. 
Yeah. Guys, we'll give our real answers later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Kate. Okay. So, as we always do, we're going to go cups of pixie dust out of five. And just because I feel like going in our clockwise order, Pete, you're going first. Oh, because I'm in, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the Kate window. Yep, you are in the Kate um, window. So I did give the first one five. the The first movie is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, I had, I actually had only seen this movie. This is probably the second time I've actually sat through the entire movie since I saw it in theaters, and um, I liked it more than I remembered that I did. Uh, so I'm going to give this one a four. I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I, I I do agree it has some flaws, but I did enjoy it a lot. So I'm going to give it a four. What about you, Steve? Um, I think I gave the first one a four. You this did? One, okay, I did. So this one has to be three and a half. I, I, I like it, really like it, but not as much as the first. So I'm going to go three and a half. Hey. Hey, I, think I think we have a lot. I think she froze. I think we have lost Kate. So if she comes back, we'll have her give her our pixie, her pixie dust rating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to go with, we're all about a half a point under what we gave the first one. I gave the first one a three. This one's a two and a half only because it's not as bad as some of the stuff I've given a two to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will not be watching this again. So, because as I said, it could have been a 20 minute Christmas special. Oh wait, they've done that. Um, <laughs> you didn't like the Christmas. Now I wonder. I wonder now that you've seen one and two, if you'd like the Christmas special more now that you know the characters. Um, I don't know, and, and I think that's yeah. hard to say without me going back and rewatching it. Right. Yeah. True. Um. So that's that. Okay. Um. Next, we have watched Secret Invasion. We watched episode five. There is one more episode. Nothing happens in this episode. <laughs> uh, he, go- he goes and gets his eye patch and his skull cap on. So, yeah. But I'm more concerned about predictions for the finale. What do you think is going to happen in episode six? And Steve, I'll start with you. Um, whoever is the leader of the um, school, whatever, he's going to be defeated. Um, I know this; they're probably setting up something for the next movie coming out. That's my prediction. Um, I guess maybe hope that we get to see more Olivia Coleman's character. I mean, I really love that character. Um, I think there could be some interesting backstory about um where she came from. So anytime she's on the screen, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm liking the series. I'm not like dying to see the next episode. So, I mean, I could be fine probably never seeing the series finale, but I do like this type of movie, sort of the, the spy, you know, the double cross what's going on. So I'm enjoying that aspect, but I'm not like loving it. So that's my prediction. I can't remember his name. However, his leader, he's going to be defeated. I want to say Gravik. 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 Good, thank you. Yes, he's going to be defeated. <laughs> that would be awesome if suddenly awesome. Grogu, Grogu showed up and it turned out he was a yes. scroll. Um, I there think there'll go. be some, 
there'll be some indication that someone else is a is a skull that they don't that's going to be big reveal okay well for me a okay it's going to be real interesting have we gotten confirmation that the marvels happens after this series I believe they have said yes. I believe they have. So if that's the case, we know Nick Fury doesn't die. Right. At least the Nick Fury that's on Earth doesn't die. Right. I'm still not 100% convinced that he's actually Nick Fury. But the other one, the other twist, and if you're going to go, but this is a Falcon and Winter Soldier type twist, the Olivia Coleman character, I'm not sure is what she seems to be. Her being, like, the 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 one off the one detective officer whoever in Falcon Winter Soldier was actually the arms dealer. I'm not convinced that Olivia Coleman's character is actually a good guy. So she may just be playing a really, 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 really long game. Um the thing this is gonna set up for me is at some point we're gonna have to realize, okay, are we getting all of the main leader, the actual leaders back? Or is that not happening yet? Um, I would bet it does not happen yet, but who knows? Like the scrolls don't all go away and they're like the real president comes back and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening, but to me, the big, the big twist is who knows if that I'm still not convinced that's the real Nick Fury. And I'm not sure Olivia Coleman's character can be trusted. Okay. Pete, your predictions. I'm predicting at some point in this final episode, Gaia will impersonate Nick Fury to meet with Gravik and he'll shoot, stab, whatever that character. And uh, it'll turn out, we think it's Nick Fury, but it's not Nick Fury. It's Gaia. And then Nick Fury will show up and shoot Gravik. I don't know. I I just, I don't even care. Like, no. And see, that's the big thing is this this show is so, this show is so small scale. I do not understand it. You, you made super scrolls, but there's only one of them. You made Gravik a super scroll. He doesn't give the power to anybody else on his team. Now he's starting to kill his own people. Like it's, it's, it's a one man show. And like, I, I just, I don't like, it's not a good bad guy. It's not an interesting sh- I'm just like, I'm so frustrated by this show because I love a good spy show. And this is not a good spy show. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Not a good you know, it's, it's just, it's just not, I mean, I do think we'll we'll out um we'll we'll out Rhodey, right? You know, we'll yeah. they'll, they'll like rescue him or whatever. They'll release him from whatever, and you know, Gravik's going to be defeated. It's you know, I, I just I, I can barely care. I just I I don't. I said it's it just feels so small to to be this supposedly world threat that it's supposed to be this show feels so like we didn't have the money to do a real secret invasion. So we, we just have, have the money to hire the actual Avengers. Well, well, I understand why they don't have the actual Avengers, but you gotta have, you gotta have a few of them or something. I don't yeah. know. It's like, or it's, it's like Nick Fury. Bring in, bring in, you know, bring in the new Hawkeye, bring it. Yeah. Bring in yeah. people. 
it's Nick Fury versus Gravik at this point. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I bear, I honestly barely care. I mean, we were talking about it before the show and if she Hulk didn't have such a terrible ending, this would probably be my least favorite Marvel show. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm quite honestly, so disappointed in the show. Um, so I, I will watch the last episode, but you know, I would be surprised if um, it's anything but predictable in that graphics defeated Nick Fury saves the day. Uh, you know, they release all the, all the people that are being held hostage and the whole threat is taken care of. And I, again, disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, okay. We've got Kate back. First, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My phone overheated. No worries. First, Pixie Dust on Guardians 2. Uh, what did I give Guardians 1? A four. I would give this a four. Okay. That's her. Any predictions for Secret Invasion episode, uh, the season finale? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have okay. any predictions because as long as there's more Olivia Coleman, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> she, I think we all agree she's the best thing about she the show. Is, but is it, the thing is, is it because she's written well or is it because she's just a fabulous actress? Like, I it's, just... Honestly, no, in this one, I think it's both, but I think it's mostly written well. It's, I think, no, I think, it's mo- I think it's mostly she's playing it interesting. See, and I think that she could sit and read the phone book to me and I would be like, that was the very best reading of the phone book I've ever heard in my entire life, ma'am. Could you please do another page? Like, Didn't we hear that before in like my books? Yes, probably. But she's just so, she's so good. And I, I don't, I don't get this show. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. And it's not even confused, Kate. It's like WTF, Kate. Like, I just don't, I don't get what the point is. It's boring. It's, I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. And you've got a rock star cast. Like, yeah. Your cast is so good. Why is this just falling flat every episode, with the exception of Olivia Coleman? And Emilia Clark is also very good, but she she's fine. I I I don't I wouldn't say she's spectacular or anything, but she's that's fair. She's fine. I said Olivia Olivia Coleman's the only one that's elevating it really. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nick Fury is a sympathetic Samuel L. Jackson is a sympathetic character, does not work. Yeah, he needs to be the. He needs to be Shaft. He needs to be Mace Windu. He needs to he needs to show up as him. Well, the yeah the the best moments for him, you're right, are when he like delivers a badass moment, which yes. are which have been kind of few, very few, few and far between on this so far. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we will see next week if that is what comes true. Uh, we've also talked about with Ahsoka coming up in approximately a month. We're going to be diving into a couple, and I think Kate's phone just overheated again, or she's just, you know, no, no I forgot to watch. I know this one. Yeah, mm. don't worry about it. I'm really so, sorry. No, that, you can get you can get caught up for next week. The episodes are literally 20 minutes. They're fine. So, um, Rebels. See, we so we started with Rebels season one, episodes one and two. It was a two-parter. We met all the characters. We met Ezra, who apparently is who they're going to be going to find in Ahsoka. 
And so episodes one and two were just kind of an introduction. I personally like these episodes mainly because since they were written for kids, something has to happen. It can't, it can't be 45 minutes of, yeah, we're building up this character arc. <clears throat> Obi-Wan. <clears throat> Boba Fett. <clears throat> anything recently. So, um, Pete, any thoughts about the first couple episodes? So, so I'll admit, I really, I've, I've seen the whole series. Um, I'm rewatching it with my wife in preparation for Ahsoka. Uh, I did rewatch these first two episodes. I think it's a really good, like you, you don't get to know the characters and across the whole series, you like Clone Wars is not a good series. I'm sorry. I know, I know um, Gina def- defends it, but the problem is other than Ahsoka in that series, none of the characters are remotely interesting in this series. You focus on these main five, six, if you count the, the rope ch- chopper, there's six characters and right from the first episode, they kind of set up these characters and this series is about these six characters and how they grow through fighting, uh, you know, through fighting the empire. And so I, I really do think these first two episodes do a good job of at least introducing you to the characters. I mean, it doesn't go in depth too much into too ma- into most of them, you know, Sabine, you barely meet, you, you you just know that she's you know a fighter or whatever and she likes art but i think it does a pretty good job of setting up the characters what do you think steve um i just want to clarify where does this fall and the like the timeline because i got five years before new hope it's so the, right about the, the same time as obi-wan yeah so the, yeah, the so same this, time about this series, then. right is the series follows very much the timeline of, of andor that it okay. starts about five years before New Hope, and it finishes basically right before New Hope. I'm I'm enjoying it. The I, I mean, I watched the first few episodes this morning of trying to really figure out who's who. Not being a big Star Wars fan, uh, because it took them a while to drop some names of going, okay, who's that again? So I mean, I was googling things so I could keep people straight as names are coming up, like who's supposed to be who. So I understand what's going on. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I like it that there are shorter episodes and like Derek says, something is happening. I'm not like going through this long stretches of dialogue. So um, I'm intrigued. I mean, I liked it enough that I watched the first episodes of season one this morning. So awesome. Kate, what would you say? Kate has not seen it. Um, Kate has not seen it. That's right. I've been in like seven different states. And so (laughs) I watched everything else and completely forgot about these two. And that is 100% on me. Sorry. I will watch them as soon as I, I'm sitting in the bottom of the parking. No, I'm not driving. I'm sitting in the bottom of the parking garage. Now uh, I'm going to watch them as soon as I get back to my hotel. Okay. Awesome. So as I said, we're kind of setting those up mainly for being ready. So we know what's going on when Ahsoka comes out. Um, so, since Kate is driving, she is not going to be reading the Disney Plus news. I will read the Disney Plus news. Dun, da, da, da. Um, uh, not Disney because news. I'm driving. It's just because I can't pull up the stuff and look at my phone at, or look at the camera at the same time. And because we don't want you reading while you're driving. So She's not yeah. driving. She's sitting in a parking garage. No, she's moving. She's moving now. She is moving. You were. 
She's circling. So anyway, just because we can see <laughs> the background moving, Kate. Anyway, um, so uh, Disney's new Little Mermaid has been released to four purchase streaming platforms. Um, this actually follows the same schedule as Guardians Three. And if that's accurate, we should get uh, Little Mermaid on Disney Plus at the end of August. Um, oh boy! That being said, this will be the first one where we are going. If if we're going to watch it, someone on here has to see it in advance and actually like it in order for us to watch it. So, I will we'll probably be- watch it. Okay. Um. Next, in an unsurprising move, Disney has announced that they are currently reviewing release schedules for movies and shows. Um, basically, anything after this weekend's Haunted Mansion is up in the air. Um, they've actually taken some release dates off of some like November, December type movies just because they're going to need to stretch things out as long as there's no writers or actors. So... um. Now, I will say if if the Haunted Mansion follows the Guardians and Little Mermaid release schedule, it will come out right before thanks right before Halloween on Disney Plus. That would make the most sense too. That would right? make the most sense. Yeah. So, um, and if it sets about a ninety day, it sets, this sets about a ninety day turnaround on movies. Gives it basically two a month, two months in the theaters, and then a month on pay-per-view essentially and then it mm-hmm. comes on to Disney Plus. Um next week uh we're going to be doing the Secret Invasion finale. Um hoping to have our resident um Marvel expert Micah on to discuss how much this does not connect to the comics we're guessing <laughs> because you know the comics have a plot. Um and we're also going to be watching um Rebels, um, two episodes of Rebels, season one, episode 15, and season two, episode 18. Watching those two episodes of Rebels next week. Just we're trying to keep it to two episodes or so a week, just so it's not a ton extra. Yeah. And with just the Secret Invasion finale, next week won't be too bad for you guys. Um, if you have suggestions on what we should watch, we do have, after about the next three weeks, we've got some open dates, especially in August and September, of. Uh, what we're gonna, you know, what are we gonna watch? And if you've got suggestions for us, please, please, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We will use them. Um, I went and saw a movie in theaters this week, but it wasn't a Disney movie. It was the Barbie movie. I did too. Did you like it? I did. I did too. <laughs> Sorry. It was no, that's our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Um, it was really good. It was not a Disney movie. It was not a Disney movie. No. That's what I've heard. So, anyway, uh, we have new episodes coming out Thursdays on YouTube and all major podcasting services for Pete, Steve, and Kate. We will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of The Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, 
go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.